This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Get a Casper mattress and get a great night's sleep. Try it for 100 nights risk-free. Go to casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. We want to talk about fake news um, a little bit tomorrow. But I, I, I will tell you that I'm really... In, listen to the first hour of the podcast today where we showed you what happened uh, with Tommy Lahren uh, last night in GQ uh, based on a, uh, a, a Trevor Noah... Uh, interview on The Daily Show, which he is just horrible. Um, but she was uh, denounced as the queen of the alt-right. Tommy Lahren is not an alt-writer. She is not. And if you, she is a Marco Rubio supporter, for the love of Pete. And while we disagree on a lot of things, this is why Donald Trump won. Because people are so sick of the press getting away, editing, and saying whatever they want. The big gotcha moment was her saying, and I'm just going to give it to you like the press is, so what did the KKK do? What did the KKK, well, if you don't know, I can't help you. That's the way the press is reporting it. Let me give it to you in context. Look at what Black Lives Matter is doing. They are calling for the death of a group of people. They are terrorizing people. They are setting cities on fire. Well, tell me, what did the KKK do? Well, gee, now that's different, isn't it? And that's why the press is despised. And until the press corrals themselves and starts looking at themselves, nobody's going to listen to them when they say, this person is good, this person is bad. Tommy Lahren is uh, with us now from The Blaze. Hello, Tommy. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, Glenn. It's, uh, you know, we're used to this as conservatives. We're used to this as being outside of the mainstream media. So I knew that, you know, I had an idea this was probably going to happen. But uh, at least we put ourselves out there, right? Yeah. No, I, I actually thought you did well. And yeah. actually, so did GQ. I mean, GQ wanted to hate you. Um, and, you know, they, they took their typical shots, but they couldn't even hate you. In fact, they said you didn't give them the stereotypical angry, uh, you know, right-wing hate monger that they were obviously wanting. Well, I smiled through the whole thing, and I have to say... The way that some of Trevor Noah's fans and others on the left and what have you are responding to me is vile in many ways. I've seen Twitter. But Trevor himself, after the show, I was actually very impressed with the way he handled me. He said, hey, you know, I know we we disagree on a lot of things, but I'm glad we could have the conversation. Um, Same thing happened with a few folks from the left today saying, hey, I think you did a good job. We disagree, but you held your own. I smiled through the whole thing. Um, I was in, a, obviously, a tough crowd. I don't think that there was a conservative or a supporter in the crowd. Oh, I was no, being no weird. And I just smiled and, and took it because at least I'm brave enough to put myself in a position where I'm going to be attacked. And uh, I think I held my own, and I'm happy with it. Oh, I think you did more than hold your own myself. And Trevor Noah was, I mean, he, he's just horrible. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure he's a nice guy and everything else, but he was just horrible. And, and, uh, um, and when it came to you, um, we seemed to feel this way. Did you feel this way? It was like he wasn't even looking at you. He couldn't make eye contact with you. He, 
I think, and I don't want to speak for him because I don't know what's in his heart and in his mind, but I feel that a lot of times, and you know this better than anyone, Glenn, the liberals, they want to come at you, they want to demonize you, and so they don't want to humanize you. They don't want to look at you and say, hey, you're an actual person. They want to look at you and say, you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're the alt-right. And if they look at you and actually engage with you, it makes it harder for them to put you in that pigeonhole. So I think yep. that there was some of that wow. going on. Um, I tried to laugh. Yep. I tried to have a good conversation. On the outset, I was told it was supposed to be late-night comedy. We were supposed to have fun and, and disagree. And then sat down and right in with, why are you so angry? And I, I sat down thinking, I'm not angry. I'm you know, typically a pretty happy person. <laughs> But I guess if we want to go there right off the bat, that's fine. I'll play that game. Tommy, did you ever ask anybody on the staff, when did uh, Trevor Noah ever engage in comedy? Have you? <laughs> did you ever ask that question? Because that's a legitimate... Yeah, because we haven't seen any comedy coming seen, from uh, him. And neither has America. Yeah. It was, uh, neither did GQ. <laughs> they said it wasn't funny, but that was okay. Yeah, it's only okay because it's Trevor Noah. It's what you expect. But anyway, well, if you I disagree wanna... with a liberal or you disagree with anyone on the left or anyone in Black Lives Matter or whatever, you disagree with them and you're automatically a racist. They disagree with you and they're a social justice warrior and they, they really uh... came at you and they did you know some kind of a great deed for their cause. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I opened my mouth, it doesn't matter what I would have said. If I would have went out there and said, I love the Black Lives Matter movement, it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, they were already determined to paint me the way that they wanted to. And... Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we're used to it, so I'm not going to cry myself to sleep. Tommy, I know that they had uh, they heavily edited the interview. I think it was 26 minutes long, and they only aired maybe six minutes of it. What so a surprise. There was a lot taken out of it. But one of the more amazing parts of what they showed on TV was he repeatedly said to you he could not understand your point. He, and he kept saying it. I can't understand it. I've tried so many times to understand your point that Colin Kaepernick who the NFL quarterback who kneeled during the national anthem to protest it. You, your point was he has a First Amendment right to do it, but I disagree with him doing it. How can you be for speech and against speech? He legitimately could not comprehend that point. Did he ever at any point clarify or did you ever get to an understanding on what seems to be a pretty basic First Amendment point? Well, he wouldn't listen to me, and that's the thing he kept saying, and everyone still says today, you didn't answer his question, how is a black man supposed to protest? Again, I was telling him, I'm not talking about his right to protest. I'm saying I think the way he did it and the outlet in which he chose to express it, being our flag and our anthem, was wrong, in my opinion, and I voiced that. But he didn't want to listen to what I said, and then he just kept continuing, how should a black man protest? Well, Trevor, quite honestly, Colin Kaepernick didn't vote, so there's one way that a black man can protest (laughs) in an appropriate way. I mean, that would be a start, right? But it's all... It's all their narrative. I don't think it would have mattered what I would have said because the left, mm-hmm. they fail to understand because they don't want to understand. I, and you and I both have this in common. We legitimately want to understand the worldview of the left, of the liberals, of opposing views. We want to put ourselves in that position to strengthen our own arguments. The left doesn't seem concerned with doing that. They're happy where they sit. They are happy and comfortable, and they feel like they're martyrs for the cause. But I think, like you said at the beginning, that's changing now. You know, we've got Donald Trump as president, love him or hate him. You've got a lot of Americans that voted for him, like you said, that are just sick and tired of this crap. Mm -hmm. We are tired of being labeled. We are tired of being scapegoated for everything. And we're tired of not being listened to. So the times are changing. I think that the Trevor Noahs of the world are going to start seeing that. Well, here's the here's the thing. Um, I was really impressed with Penn Jillette when he went to the atheist uh, 
what was that a reason rally yeah, on they the do wall or, I think every year yeah and um, it's all these atheists and, and he got up and what he said was really I thought impressive he said we cannot hate or treat people the way we feel we've been treated we feel that we were yelled at called names and everything else we can't do that to anyone in other words Let's love our Christian brothers and our Hindu brothers and everybody else who said, you know, atheists are bad people. Let's show them how we should react. Do you feel you did that last night with Trevor uh, Noah? I think I smiled through it. Uh, We had a good conversation after the fact. You know, I don't have any beef, beef with the guy. I expected it to be that way. And you know what? At least they were kind enough to have me on the show. I appreciate that much. Sometimes, as you know, they attack us and they don't even bring us on. And they just want to attack us. So at least he brought me on. Um, I hope to do more of these things. You realize, though, Tommy, they... you, realize that? That you realize that you don't need them. They need you. You know that, right? <laughs> well, and there was a part, if you look at the extended interview, where he tried to tell me that I was now the mainstream because I pulled big numbers on Facebook. Now, that doesn't make me the mainstream. It means that I'm more viewed than you are. But that doesn't mean I'm the mainstream. I've, <laughs> right. I've been able to dupe the mainstream. So that doesn't make me a part of it. It makes me smarter than it. Um, uh, Tommy, um, uh, was it worth doing? It was. Anytime you're able to have these conversations, it's worth doing. At least it got people talking. Um, like I told him last night, I could have gone on Fox News and then watched him kiss my butt. I chose not to do that. I chose to put myself in an environment where I knew I'd be challenged, and I will never regret that. Okay. Tommy Lauren. Great. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. The key to having a great day starts with having a great night's sleep, and I know because I have a Casper mattress. The Casper mattress was invented with two high-tech foams that give you all of the support that you need and guarantee that you get the best night's sleep ever. Time Magazine named Casper Mattress one of the best inventions of 2015. Casper ships for free in a box so small you won't believe it holds the actual mattress, making it simple to get from your front door to your bedroom. And you try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll come and pick it up if you don't love it as much as I love mine. And they'll refund every single dime. Once you try it, you're never going to want to sleep on anything else. Having a great day by having a great night's sleep. Casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn, $50 off the purchase of your mattress at casper.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Don't forget, $50 off the purchase of your mattress, casper.com slash Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply.